East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business. Do you live in County Durham or its surrounding areas? Are you fed up with your existing role at work? Or do you have a business that you need to future-proof? If you don't know where to start to access training for you, your colleagues or your business, East Durham College can point you in the right direction. Find out about our services, our staff, programmes and expertise in this podcast series. Make sure you press follow now to not miss an episode. In business, for business. East Durham College. Business Bites. Durham College Business Bites. In business, for business. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the East Durham College Business Bites podcast. My name's Sarah Jolly and I'm the Business Development Manager here at East Durham College. And today I'm joined by Carly Dakers and Donna McHale. These ladies are trainer coaches here at EDC and they have specialisms in leadership and management, HR, customer service and business admin between them. What a veritable banquet of wonderful people we have in the podcast area today. Thanks for joining us, ladies. How are we doing? Good, thank you. Yeah, all good. Brilliant. Are we all set for the festive season? Absolutely not. I am. I feel super organised this year. I'm really impressed with myself. Donna. Don't we just not like that, Carly? (laughs) (laughs) So for those people who have never met you lovely ladies before, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? We'll start with you first, Donna. Right then, um, I left school back in the day, feels like a lifetime ago now, and I came to East Durham College as an apprentice myself, um, doing the admin for the work-based learning department. And gradually from there, I've just progressed to placement officer and to assessing I'd done my teaching degree, um, but then I had some children, three children in fact. So Three wonderful boys. Yeah, um, I had a bit of maternity leave and sort of when I came back from maternity leave, I thought I would take some time out from assessing. So I left um, and then I just came back. It's been two years. It's flown wow. over, came back two years ago and I feel like I've never been away. I feel much more confident in the role now. Mm-hmm. Been lots of changes and yes, yeah, super happy. All very positive. Yeah. Brilliant. What about you, Carly? Okay, so I left school and didn't really know what I wanted to do with my time. So my mum forced us to go and do my A-levels. I lasted about three weeks, didn't enjoy it whatsoever. Um, I got an apprenticeship and from there I worked my way up to being an event manager. Um, Unfortunately, I was made redundant, um, so was kind of like at the crossroads again and thought... I want to be an assessor because I really liked my assessor when I was doing my apprenticeship. So I thought, looks like a good job. Let's try and go for that. So my mum pulled a few strings for us and got me the assessor's qual with her workplace. Um, And then I did that for nine years. Um, I had my son and after he was born, I went back to college to study business management. Um, Within that, there was some HR modules and I thought, I really like this. Um, So I went to do my CIPD. Um, I was still assessing all the way through that and doing some classroom teaching as well. And I decided to leave um, after about 10 years of it and went back into industry in 2019 as an HR manager. Um, And then the pandemic hit and that was crazy. Fun. Um, (laughs) And then, yeah, I had a bit of a 
I don't, I don't really know how to say it, but I, I just wasn't really enjoying my life. I had mm-hmm. no work-life balance and thought, let's try and get back to, to what you know. So I've been here 18 months now and loving my life. Perfect. Wow. I know. Well, look at that. They're like, it's like having the dream team in the, in the podcast studio today. It's brilliant. So for anybody listening to our podcast and they don't really know what a trainer coach is... How would you describe what you do on a day-to-day basis? We'll start with you, Donna. Trainer coach slash auntie slash mom slash taxi driver slash shoulder <laughs> to cry on. I mean, the job description, it's just mental. It's vast. It is, it's very vast. Um, but basically, um, I get handed over a learner who's already in the workplace, being interviewed, being inducted, and it would be my job to go out and start the qualification with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and then customer service, I'll be with them 12 months, getting them ready for endpoint assessment, and business admin is the other qualification I deal with. That's 18 months. Mm-hmm. So we, we, over that time, are teaching them the knowledge mm-hmm. and preparing them for endpoint assessment while mm-hmm. in the workplace they're learning the, the skills and the behaviours. Yeah. Um, how does I know you have different portfolio, Carly? How does that slightly differ for you? Because obviously, you are dealing with some fairly senior managers, especially from a, a learner point of view. Definitely, um, as Donna says, you auntie, big sister, everything, as well as being the trainer coach. Um, a lot of my HR and um, ops managers are already in the role, so that they've got a good understanding of the organisation, but they might be new to the role of um, HR support or leadership. Um, so it's kind of stretching them on to what they need to to do to be the best um, in their field Um, we've got some people who are company directors and they know the business inside out and you go in and think what am I going to teach these people but there's always something in my time back in industry has been really good to see what the business challenges are out there Mm -hmm. to to help them along the way to Mm -hmm. succeed and I guess your your industry experience especially in in the roles that you've had throughout your career um, really put you in good stead to to help analyze that with these businesses that you work with Definitely, yes. Um, especially being resilient within business, um, the pandemic, especially just reacting to absolutely everything that happens and, and just trying to bring these skills to, to people within business as well. Hopefully we never have to go through that again, but it's just um, helping them to deal with change and managing barriers to, to whatever's going on within their business. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, you two girls are in a really great position. Um, you've got such a vast amount of experience of not both work experience, but life experience, I think, between you both as well. Well, which obviously, you know, a bit like when you're saying your role is not just as we like to to title it, trainer coach. It is that support mechanism for our learners in whatever shape or form they need you really, aren't you? Would you you agree with that, Donna? Yes, definitely. And I think the longer I'm in the job, the learners that are coming aboard are younger, so they're getting closer to Mm -hmm. my children's age as well. Mm -hmm. So you definitely see Mm -hmm. the relate. You can see the relationship bond that way as well. Yeah, and and you know what we we are lucky here at at East Ham College. We have some fantastic learners. So you know over the years, and I know not just necessarily here at EDC, um, because obviously I know you've both had previous careers where you've you've had learners um in in different locations. Have you got a favourite? You cannot ask if we oh, have a favourite learner. We can. Of we you do. don't have to say the name, Donna, but we have to absolutely ask. There must be somebody you know who is a standout I, person. Do you know what I do love about this job? 
every single learner is so different and so unique in their own way. I mean, they have me howling, some of them, that, but no, they're all so different. And I, there's something I love about each and every single one of them. Oh, look at that on the fence. <laughs> Carly, don't sit on the fence. I would say a standout learner for me was a lady called Margaret. She was 73 and she did a customer service in a VQ back in the day. Um, And she didn't need to. She ran a community project and she said, why not? Um, She'd left school without any qualifications and she wanted the certificate. So that's what she got. Brilliant. And she was fab. Um, But like Donna says, all of them, they're they're so unique. Um, We have a great laugh with them. In the end, um, <laughs> so I, apart from Margaret, I, I wouldn't dare pick a favourite. <laughs> well, just thinking about your day-to-day jobs, then, um, and almost turn this back on yourselves. What's the favourite part of your job? Like, what makes you keep doing what you're doing? I think definitely the end result, getting them through that endpoint assessment, seeing them a year ago to who they were then to who they are now the confidence has grown they know everything about the job and they deserve to get through that endpoint assessment and seeing the difference and the appreciation that you get back once they've passed that endpoint assessment that's probably the best part for me yeah agreed and the people as well the people you meet along the way um the staff our team um and all the learners it's just really enjoyable to be part of it yeah that's wonderful i mean let's face it who doesn't want to go to work and enjoy the job exactly i got invited on a stag do the other one like you go into the office as you know and you they just make you feel part of their working team as well you get so close to them i mean i think i guess that's probably because you, you are spending some really key time within their businesses aren't you you know it's whether it's a weekly thing a monthly thing you know obviously I don't know each of one of our profiles has a, a different amount of actual contact time as such but you're also in touch with these learners you know throughout the whole period of of their apprenticeship aren't you you know does it feel a little bit like when you you know you, you hold your kids up because they've done great things you're both mums does it feel like that Definitely. And do you know what? I love a case study, a success story. I plant them all over our websites. I like to do them for everyone who's had success. So, yeah, I'm a big promoter of celebrating all my learners' successes. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And you miss them a bit as well. Um, some of my apprentices now that I had, you know, stray from school, they've gone on to have their own kids and, and that now. So that I feel really old. I'm like <laughs> an apprenticeship grandma now. <laughs> well, you look wonderful for an Thanks. apprenticeship grandma, Carly. That. That's all I'm going to say there. Um, how would you describe your coaching style from a, a day-to-day point of view, dependent upon which profile it is that you're actually out there teaching with your learners? I like to find out a lot about the business first, um, meet with the apprentice and their mentor to find out you know, if it's HR or ops management, what the challenges are, and then tailor it around that. Um, but I also like to, to really get to know the apprentice as well, so have more of a a relaxed leadership style with them using a lot of emotional intelligence mm-hmm. um and not being too strict you know we, we know what we need to do mm-hmm. but we can switch things up if we need to and if you know if we need to sort of abandon a visit because somebody's having a really hard time then that's what we'll do mm-hmm. um so yeah just getting to know them getting to know the business and finding out what they need yeah which is really key isn't it i mean you know i, I guess they're your subject matter um, you know, and, and really kind of getting under the skin of, of what makes those people tick means you can have the, the best effect on them as a coach, I guess. And they're going to be stuck with me for a really long time. So if they're not happy, it's going to be, it's three years, it's going to feel like 30 years. 
<laughs> what about you, Donna? Great. Well, since endpoint assessments come in, it's down to the learner to pass. Mm-hmm. I think when I've done mm-hmm. this position previously, mm-hmm. I did guide my learners a lot and yeah. probably spoilt them. Yeah. But now the ownership is back on the learner, so mm-hmm. they've got to learn. So yeah. it's going to be the teaching is more on there. I'll, I'll teach them, but it's going to be all about them. They've got to prove their yeah. knowledge, skills and behaviours at endpoint assessment yeah. at the end of the day. So it's put a lot back onto the learner. Yeah. And and do you think that obviously heaps a good bit of pressure on our apprentices, doesn't it, really, that? It does, but you know what? They seem to be smashing it. They're doing absolutely fantastic and we're getting some brilliant results coming through. So yeah. me and Carly must be doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, obviously, less is 100%. Yeah, and the, most of them come out. I think I've only ever had one that's come out and said that was brutal. The rest of them come out and say that was nowhere near as bad as I Mm -hmm. thought it was going to be so it's just building their confidence and making sure they are 110% prepared for you sort of leaving them be and you're on your own now so so just thinking I'm going to flip this back on yourselves now and and not kind of go down the learner route here who's your inspiration what gives you that kind of spark in your everyday life to keep getting up out of bed keep doing what you're doing and clearly doing it well because you both really are there must be something that motivates the pair of you. What about you, Carly? My son, Joseph, definitely. He's a huge motivator for me. I want him to have every opportunity. I want him to understand you have to work hard in life. Um, my mum put that work ethic into me. Um, she worked full-time, cared for a grandparent, my grandparent, and did a master's degree at the age of 50 wow so to to see that yes you know we, we need to work hard that's what I do and I, I want him to get up and 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 see that we do that and strive for more mm-hmm. which how is wonderful is that yeah absolutely I love will. that how am I meant to follow that well do you know what the gauntlet <laughs> is there Donna come on come on we, yeah, we know. obviously my three boys uh, they inspire me so much just to do well in life and show them what's right and what's wrong in life but I think Back to my apprenticeship and Doris, my assessor, and Val, my key skills tutor, and I worked with them. They were so inspiring. I had such a great learner journey, mm-hmm. and I want that with my learners. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can remember Callum's story, yeah, when Callum yeah, come in and he's done an apprenticeship before and he didn't have a good experience, mm-hmm. to then the experience he had with ourselves, like, that's what I love, that's yeah. what I want. And do you think then, you know, I kind of harping back to, to the experience in your careers and you both started out as an apprentice. Yeah. Do you think that kind of, in a in a really, like, transcended like, kind of phase of your life, has uh, led you yeah. to do what you do now? Absolutely. I honestly yeah. think that I've always been a big promoter of apprenticeships, mm-hmm. always thinking it's the way forward. I know a lot of people who have gone to college, it's not for them, come at the apprenticeships, wishing they'd done this. Mm-hmm. And But no, I've always been a big believer in apprenticeships. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, they've kind of come into their own, haven't they, over the last few years with the amount of change, investment and awareness around them, really. Um, I only, and I've said this a few times on these podcast episodes, I only wish they were kind of more visible when I was a young person's age, just kind of, because I was in absolutely the same position as you, Carly, didn't really know what to do. Went off and did a degree that I don't use on a daily basis at all now, which seemed a little bit of a waste, really. But, you know, there's still a few letters after my name, which I never (laughs) use. So another question, another, again, a bit of a thoughtful one for both of you. Um, If you could give yourself a bit of advice to your younger self, what bit of advice would you give yourself? Oh, that's a good one. Look at the thought. Look at the thought on the faces. I think I would say 
don't be such a stress head because mm-hmm. everything works out in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and I say that a lot now, believing it a lot to my apprentices, you know, mm-hmm. it will be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the day type of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely manage your stress better. And yeah, it's, and that's actually really easy to not manage that, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. you know, without you even realising that you're not doing that as well. So that's actually a really brilliant bit of advice, actually, to just, you know, trust in the old karma that everything will work out. Yes, definitely. Yeah. What about you, Donna? I, I love development. I love mm-hmm. doing any courses that's out there, mm-hmm. whether it's personal or professional. Mm-hmm. And I remember leaving school and hating all the learning. But now, any course that's going on, we're signing up, we want to do it, mm-hmm. we want to develop ourselves, mm-hmm. so... Definitely take up all the opportunities that's yeah. come to you. And I think, you know, it's, it's you've got to be brave to do that, though, don't you? Yes. Do you think being courageous and brave in adult life is an underrated kind of attribute? It really is, yeah. Yeah, I think it's important that we keep pushing ourselves out the comfort zone. I think I've been a student now since 2008. Mm-hmm. I've done something every year since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we do just keep developing because if we're not, being that role model to our apprentices, well, they're going to think, well, mm. yeah. I'm not going to listen to her. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to practice what you mm-hmm. preach, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you both for joining us today. I know you absolutely both love your jobs, and, and I'm sure our listeners, like I say, can hear that. And, and if anybody wants to find out about the portfolio of programmes that these two lovely, wonderful <laughs> humans look after you at EDC, do drop us an email at business at eastdurham.ac.uk. And thanks very much for listening. And that's our last podcast for 2023. We look forward to welcoming you in 2024. Do we not get to do the song we've been practising? Oh, if you want to. Literally, they're not doing the song, don't worry, listeners. But if you want to get our next episode straight to your feed in 2024, just give us a follow. East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business.